1998, I was a year out of high school. I was going to community college and I worked at a now defunct chain bookstore. I came across a book called The Design of Everyday Things by Don Norman. This is a classic book about the psychology at play and the design of everyday objects and products. This is not an inspirational story about how I picked up this book and then got into the field of design. I was actually already interested in design. But after reading the book, I wanted to design everyday things like door handles and bike pedals and jar lids and wine openers and toothbrushes and light switches. The book was inspiring in that way. It felt like design was bigger than just making logos. It felt like design was important. But when it comes down to the practical nature of making silverware and coffee cups and toothbrushes, I just, I really wasn't that interested in designing everyday products. I wanted to work on difficult things, hard problems, bleeding edge technology. Now, I didn't know it at the time, but what I was really after is complexity. So 20 years later, I've sharpened my focus and I have a simple goal for the kind of work that I'm after. I aim to work on projects of ever-increasing complexity and scientific value. Now, in order to focus on complexity in design, you have to define what complexity means. Most designers start out their career making things look pretty. I don't mean that in a pejorative way. That's exactly how my career started out. And frankly, for most clients, that's all they're really looking for anyway. But don't knock it. Fit and polish in visual design requires research into trends. It requires style savvy, a little design app know-how. But none of this qualifies as complexity, at least not in the way that I'm defining it. Now, holistic approaches to design like user-centered design or user experience design, where the context of use, the environment, the duration of the activity, all of it is considered in the design of the product or system, these methods open the door to thinking about design at a higher level. But I'm gonna level with you here. Most UX work isn't that complex. You can find books and blogs and medium articles that make UX design sound complicated with a dizzying list of concerns and methods and jargon, but in the end, all these methods and techniques often get applied to you know, simple websites that show calendars of webinar events that you can sign up for, or a buy page showing various gym memberships that you can purchase, or a, a sequence of questions that help you pick out the right ink cartridge for your printer. None of this is complex. In the general practice of design, you might feel like it's complex. You may have a lot of projects to juggle at once, uh, a lot of uh, stakeholders, but I'm not talking about logistics or even tough personalities. You may also be working on some tech solution that allows users to do something that they haven't been able to do without the aid of your product. But I'm also not talking about enablement via technology. Enablement isn't complexity. In fact, enablement is often not complex at all. It's usually pretty straightforward. And here's where we get right down to it. It's possible that you work in the design or tech industry and haven't really encountered complexity in the way that I'm defining it at all. You might be at this moment wondering what it would even look like. The word complexity can take on a lot of meanings, but I'm talking about a very specific kind of complexity. I'll share with you my working definition of complexity as it relates to the design of software and machine interfaces. Complexity exists 
when the user must leverage elements in the decision space that are not readily available in the observable evidence. So complexity exists in this crossroads between unknowns and data, where humans must share workload with machines to accomplish tasks. In this show, I'm going to introduce you to complexity as I see it. I'll take hypothetical design problems that entail complexity as I've defined it here, then lay out all the ins and outs of the design problem. The point is not to impress you with my amazing design solutions. In fact, I mostly won't have any good answers. The point is to communicate the design problem to you, to introduce you to small, intricately connected concepts that have giant consequences, to show you how complexity makes design important. This is the design of complex things. If you haven't signed up for the mailing list yet, go to complexthings.design and do it. I drop pre-show details and ideas, I pose questions, and most importantly, I link to small little code prototypes and design experiments that I make and discuss in the episodes of this podcast. It's all in the emails. And finally, if you like this podcast, reach out to me and say so. I won't know otherwise because, spoiler alert, I'm not going to hawkeye the analytics. I'm making this podcast for humans, not numbers. You can find me on Twitter at at DoComplexThings. That's at D-O-ComplexThings. Give me a shout. This bouncy beat track that captured my imagination for this session was created by Rose. Go check out Rose's website at loyaltyfreakmusic.com.